Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Daddy Daughter Dishes Podcast. Yes, this, indeed. This is episode 23. The, M- the MJ edition. This is the MJ episode. I, I, I knew you was going for it. I just, I just knew it. I've been waiting. <laughs> When we got to 22, I was like, ooh, which one? What are you going to do to 23? There it is. You already yeah. knew. You yeah. already knew. You could have went with the year episode. Nah. You nah. said no. No, no, no. MJ all day. MJ all day. Uh, for those who are new here, welcome to Daddy Dark Dishes. I am your host, Kiara, and with me today, I have my lovely co-host, BJ, the daddy. He is the daddy. I am the daughter. And this is Daddy Daughter Dishes. Ooh, That's right. So, episode 23. We are 23 episodes in this thing. How have you been since we last spoke? Well, oh. How do you feel about being 23 episodes in? 23 good, like Jordan. Like, we, we the GOAT. Of this thing, like MJ, like I say all day. No, I feel good. Like we continue to show love, bring love, express our views. Um, just talk about what we feel about certain things, man. It feels good to do that, and it feels good to share it with the world. Uh, this is something I still look forward to every week. I get excited about it because, again, if for those who don't know, I'm anywhere between Illinois, Indiana, and Tennessee slash Mississippi, and you're in North Carolina. So uh, I don't get to see you physically. So, you know, I get to see you and talk to you and engage with you on a weekly basis on this platform. And it's something that I just... I just enjoy thoroughly. Yeah, it's pretty cool to do. It's pretty cool to do. I, it's become just part of my like weekly routine now. I'm just kind of like, yeah, my Tuesdays and Thursday evenings are pretty. After about seven o'clock is dead dark dishes time. Like CJ just came in. talking (laughs) and was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, we're recording. He's like, oh, it's, Oh, it is Wednesday. I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 23 episodes. It's cool. I like it. Sometimes I'd be dope. scared. It's yeah, dope. sometimes I'd be scared we're not going to have enough to talk about. But sure enough, the world provides. The, the world, world giveth provides. And it giveth and it giveth. And boy, do I have st- a story. Well, it's not even a story. But do I have neighborly updates for you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. Y'all, she ain't she hasn't told me what's going on. She just kind of put it in the notes that she has an update. Awesome <laughs> some uh goings on. Yeah. <laughs> some goings on that, that took place in the neighborhood. A kerfluffle. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the with the non-interesting detail. So I went we went to see Beyonce, um, which I'll touch on in a second. So I went to see right. Beyonce. 
And while I'm there, you know, I'm just kind of focused on Beyonce. CJ had texted me to make sure I made it and all this. Um, And so in the midst of those text messages, he had also texted me to tell me that our neighbors were going to have an RV over this weekend. And Mm. I responded like, okay, what they got to do with us? (laughs) Like, are you just letting me know? So I won't be like, who is this on my corner? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Um, So they they get here in the RV. First of all, it was a nice RV. Like, when they pulled up, I was like, oh, snap, this is a tour bus. So they got it. They got it all settled or whatever. And it's making, it's running all the whole time. So it's making like a a lawn, like a truck running. Yeah. Yeah. Like a truck running, but it's not super loud. It's not bothering me. Was it like a like a generator unit? Maybe. Yes. Yes. I got you. Yeah. Probably was so an APU like a, APU unit. So like a light lulling. Like to me, mm-hmm. it it helped me go to sleep. But to right. one of my neighbors, she could not <laughs> sleep because um. So they were here for two nights. They were here for two nights, and then the third night. Um, I don't know what time they left, but I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, I guess they, you know, I guess they left. I hope they had a good time or whatever. And then Miss Pat had called me the day before and I had missed it. And she had said, hi, Kier. she she texted me this at 10, 14 p.m. Uh-oh. She said, hi, Kier, how are you? I had to call the police for those people with the RV. I couldn't sleep last night and the other neighbors couldn't sleep also. So the people asked them to move. The police told them to move the RV. I said, thanks for letting me know. They weren't our company. They were here for our other neighbors. And she said, good night. I can finally sleep. My son is here visiting for two weeks. He liked to sit in the backyard Hope I can have you all meet him before he leave next week. We're going to the carnival in Raleigh on Saturday. <laughs> this woman <laughs> called the police <laughs> on these people <laughs> and they are. That's cold blooded. I mean, I mean, hold on. It seems like it's petty, but if you're not accustomed to like, RVs or like generators running in your neighborhood. I can I can see that what well, that would cause you not be able to sleep. Cause so when I, I first can... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, uh when I first started driving semis and you know, you would run run your put in your time, run your day, <laughs> and you get to a truck stop. And back in the late '90s, early 2000s, you get you park next to one of these semi trailers that's got the refrigerated units on it, and those things, you know, they they shut down and they crank up throughout the night all night long. So, and some of sometimes they run wide open. It just depends on what temperature they're trying to keep. If they're trying to keep something minus 20 below in that trailer. That thing gonna run wide open all night, but then you got mm-hmm. some, you know, they get just like air conditioner in your house, they get to a certain temperature and then they kick off. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to that temperature or below, it'll kick back on. And that that took some getting used to. So I can if if somebody's not 
And that was one of those. And even though it's like an alternate power unit, APU unit on the side of a semi, those things run, they run real quiet, but it's still some noise. And if a yeah. person is not the, having that noise, I could see where it would cause them some some anguish as far as getting some sleep, especially yeah, in, their, in their neighborhood. To call the police, like, especially when you talk to the neighbors, you have cell phone numbers. It's easy to just send a text and be like, hey, could you... Could you ask your get you know, as you know, it's third night, I'm a little I got I need some sleep, blah blah blah. Right. Then if I they you know, if they act the ass, then you could call the police. But you just went from zero to one hundred. And what was so funny was the <laughs> fact that that day before the night she called the police, we had um Steven uh Steven one of CJ's line brothers over because he's moving to Nashville. Um, so -hmm. he came over and I cooked dinner. And so he came over one last time before he leaves for Nashville. So I was talking about our neighbors and I was like, yeah, you know, Pat, she say she sue everybody, you know? So I was like, you better (laughs) not make Pat mad. And then I was like, she probably, I literally said, she probably called the police on the RV out here. And sure enough, Lo and behold. Sure enough, she had called the police on the RVLT. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not advocating that anybody call the police. Like like you said, that's a you guys have a little close-knit neighborhood. Seems like you should be able to go knock on the door, whoever was hosting those people, and be like, like you said, hey, man, I, it's been two nights. I've I've dealt with it for two nights. Can can y'all do something? I'm not used to this noise and I can't sleep. I don't want to. I don't want to call the police. I don't want the police in our neighborhood. Just can you help me out? Work with me. Yeah, yeah. But, I was, but no. Yeah. Uh, so then happen. we did we did damage control, and I so I sent the screenshot to CJ, who then texted our neighbors so that they knew that we weren't the ones that called the police <laughs> because we don't need no unnecessary animosity. And I said we're gonna nip that in the bud right now. I got right. the proof, you know. Um, so we nipped that in the bud. Neighbor knows that we did not call the cops. So, <laughs> you know, Lyle's one, neighbor zero. How was the? Did we talk about the Beyonce concert? We did not. Your, she your was experience. lovely. Well, she was lovely, but I didn't really get to see her because I was in the nosebleeds and. Um, these the people in front of me were just like in the nosebleeds. You're sitting because you can see why you sit, and everybody right, standing up is standing. And I'm I'm already dizzy because we in the nosebleeds, and right. I'm like I'm like I can't really stand like that. Y'all could I'm asking people, can y'all sit down, please? So for most of the concert, I was looking th- at somebody's phone screen while they was recording and I'm just like well I mean hey and occasionally I would get up and I was trying not to get in the way of the people behind me so but from what I did you know trying to be courteous but uh from what I did see um it was it was amazing she um Mm. she the mic was on 
she was singing and it just mm. it felt just so magical. And I said, yeah, Beyonce not beating them Illuminati allegations. Did <laughs> you say she not beating them? Mm-mm. She, no. she, she in the mix of it, huh? <laughs> I don't believe she is. But damn it, if she don't be putting hella things in there that could be seen and interpreted as some symbols. I said, damn, Beyonce, I know about like six portals up in here. Where are you taking us to? I'm like, where are we going? I said, yeah, she not being Illuminati allegations. And sure enough, I get on Facebook and someone was like, don't take your kids to Beyonce's concert because she's creating portals. And, blah. and I said, okay, oh, that's Lord. enough. Somebody's been doing too many drugs. Um, but yeah, the, t- the, the, the show was amazing. Um, there were, I loved, I just really enjoyed seeing people dress up. And I enjoyed dressing up too. Like I had um, this nice like bodysuit and I had on some scrubs. They was pink and they didn't look like scrubs, but they were scrubs, like nurse scrubs. And uh, mm-hmm. I wore my panda dunks with them and they were so cute. And like people was complimenting me and I was like, thank you. Um, but it was just cool to see everybody get dressed up like for a, a club renaissance. Gotcha. Yeah, the, mic, the mic was on. Beyonce was singing. Was Blue came out, did her little solo, looking just like Beyonce and JC. That don't make no sense. <laughs> a perfect mixture of those two, huh? Yeah, it's a little scary. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great show. Like if I had to, I actually had thought about maybe going to see her again on a whim, um, mm-hmm. and just buying like some better seats. Cause and I said if she ever go on tour again, I'm gonna get. Close, I'm gonna just get close up seats. Like, if I know she's planning a tour, I'm gonna save because the, the seats weren't bad. It, I just, I just wanted to go to the concert. I get it. Like, I get that because when I go to a concert, man, look, I'm, I'm on because I don't do that kind of thing often. But when I do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my money's worth. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna pay more. Than what most people be like, they'd be like, that's crazy. I ain't paying that for that. And me, I'm like, I don't do this often. So when I go, I'm going to make sure I got some great seats. I'm going to make sure I can see what the hell is going on, what I came to see and not, you know, the, the thing that my first experience was when uh, we went to a Dallas Cowboy football game when they, after they built the new stadium, and, you know, before you get there a couple years while they was playing there, all you heard about was the huge-ass jumbotron screen there. And we went to see them play. This is Michael Vick was still playing. He was playing with the Eagles at the time. And uh, that's who they were playing that day. <clears throat> and I had to catch myself because I was there sitting. We had some seats in the mezzanine area. Like, they weren't nosebleeds by any means. They were decent seats. And I caught myself just looking up at the damn. I'm watching the game on the damn TV. I'm like, watching on the big screen. Yeah, I'm like, I could have stayed at home if I'm gonna do this. So I had to, I had to check myself, and I, you know, try to make it a point from that point on. Like when I go to a live event, whether it's a concert or a game or something like that, I'm gonna have me some good seats. And you know, if I just gonna have to fork over that money, because hell, 
Then you get nowadays the nosebleed seats ain't even cheap. Everything is super expensive. Okay. And then it was like, do. you know, nosebleeds is like the ghetto. So I said, if Beyonce ever goes on tour again, when she go on her final tour, I'm going to be like, okay, let me get my floor seats because I need to see Miss Girl up close. But yeah, right. we had a good time. We um we left we cause, because we were in the nosebleeds. See, that's why I love finding my people because I went with Brittany. And mm-hmm. Brittany, she just started a new job. Shout out to Brittany. Because she said she wanted the job. She got the job. She got the pay raise. She The girls, she's doing her thing. And she just right. bought a house. Um. Oh, but so we both are like anxious in crowds. So we were both planning our exit of the concert before the concert was over. So we were both kind of like, we were both kind of like, you want to head towards the exit now? Like she, she about 10 minutes before the show is over. We can miss Mm -hmm. a little bit of the show if we going to get our sanity back for the night. And so we was like probably the first ones to leave. They had uh, people driving um, golf carts like within mm-hmm. the downtown or the uptown area. And so we had asked this guy, like, can you take us back to our hotel? We told, he was like, yeah, that's a little bit outside of my radius. So I'll have to charge you a little bit more. And we were like, okay, that's fine. Like, okay. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so we was like, how much we owe you? And he was like $20. So I just, we gave him, we gave him 80. I think we ended up giving him $80. And he was like, oh, wow, thank you. And I was, just, <laughs> I was like, have a good night. Have a good one. Um, and so that, that was a fun moment. Then we went to sleep. And then we had breakfast at like a cool diner. And then we came back. And mm-hmm. I was back in my groove. But I, I was sick for, I was sick because we, we, we recorded um, the right. day before, before I went to Beyonce. Yeah. And so I was still dealing with that. So I was still sipping on some tea and sucking on some um, cough drops. Trying to catch up with your runny nose. And she fast. <laughs> she is fast. Uh, well, yeah, what, what, how was uh, your week? How you, we, uh, Papa's. 75th birthday passed. First of all, time is not real because time is not real. Time is not real because how is it already mid August? Mm. It was just March. Right. Time is definitely (laughs) seems to be zipping on by because it is moving and it's moving at a fast pace. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I read a theory about it, um, which it makes sense, but I ain't gonna go into it on the podcast. But as you get older, time does move faster. Um, Tell me about it. I, 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 I'll, I will come more prepared to explain it in the next episode. Um, but yeah, prepare to be wild. Uh, but yeah, I saw that y'all did a little something for Fari's seventy fifth birthday. What did y'all? Who did do? something? Didn't y'all go like go balloons or something? <laughs> so it's funny you say that. Wait, what? Y'all didn't go let go of balloons? This is this is gonna be hilarious. So I saw that same video on social media. And I 
was mad as hell. So I got in the group chat that morning. <laughs> Hold the on. Net, the, Hold on. <laughs> the following oh, now morning. See, now I'm mad. <laughs> Look. So I saw that same video and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, hold the fuck up. I said, ain't nobody said nothing to me about a damn balloon release. So I'm in the, the sibling group chat the next morning. I'm like, so, you know, how was the the balloon release for uh, daddy's uh, birthday yesterday? And nobody said anything and until Uncle Dave was like, he said, bro, I think that was old. I said, so I was like, I had to go back and look at, I had to really break down that damn video because I was like, you, I was like, hold on. I look, I said, the only thing that kept me from going ape shit on a couple people in our sibling group chat was the fact that Kimon's old car was in that Mm -hmm. video. And when I mm. seen that car, I was like, damn, that is old. Because I'm i telling you, I was locked See. and loaded to go damn, ape I shit. Damn, I just victim to the media. Oh, God. I'm a hypocrite. Look, I fell I for t- it. Oh, I got to go reevaluate my life after this. Hey, you're oh. not the only one. I told, I woke up, I, was, <clears throat> I had to call, I had to call hair and makeup because I was in the mood. I said, I'm pissed off this fuck, boy. I'm so pissed off. I oh, was man. real confused because I was like checking everybody's locations, the people I did have. I'm like, I know they didn't meet there to do it. Where did they, where did they meet up to do this? They oh, was, it was funny. Huh? Oh, I mean, I guess. And I just, I just saw it and I said, oh, that's nice. So, I'm glad I didn't make a total ass of myself. Because I, boy, I'm telling you, Uncle Bob and T.T. Squeaky, they was getting ready to catch the wrath of B.J. Nelson. Like, no, I don't think anybody has, in my life, has, has felt what I was getting ready. I was prepared to give them that day. I was oh, so mad. Gracious. I was oh, so glad Uncle Dave was like... Uncle Dave was like, I think that's old. And so I had to go back and I looked. I was like, damn, that's the, that ain't, Kimon don't have that card now. Shout out to I, Uncle Dave for extinguishing that fire that Bob before it went off. Yeah, shout out to Kimon's old car. Uh, okay, so y'all did not release balloons for Fire's birthday. No. I was. I had a man. Look, I had a do nothing weekend. I had a do nothing weekend. I didn't do much of anything this past weekend. I went down to Nesbitt, and it was just a laid back, lazy weekend. Didn't do anything. I was I had intentions on getting Mari some school supplies, and uh, was texting her Sunday and. Just decided to send her the money to get them. And she was happy with that. She was like, Dad, I don't know why you didn't do that from the beginning. I said, well, I wanted to be hands-on for it. And that's why I wanted her to go with me, you know, when I went to Nesbitt. But she said she had plans. Her and your mama had plans. So she said she was going to stay back this time. So I wasn't upset. I was just, you know, wanting to do that school supply shopping thing with her. and. um but that's, I mean, I've had, 
there's not been too much excitement in my life until today. Like today was a day. Like with the work. What happened today? I had a good day at work. Got some stuff done. We got all of our wire pulled in for our transmission and distribution on this project. We're in the process of going through preparing the wire to be energized, making up jumpers at dead ends and, you know, making sure everything's in the clear. So when we energize the lines, you know, it don't come in contact with anything else and cause an outage or anything like that. So it was a day. We had a couple poles. The one pole just kicked my ass right by the interstate. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's just a mess of a pole. But we got it done. We got it done. Got it ready to heat up. We got one more thing to do tomorrow before we heat stuff up. But anyway, we go to lunch today. And we get our lunch to go. Go to Firehouse Subs. Put my order in. Now I'm playing my golf game on my phone. I don't play many games, but I do have a golf game on my phone that I play. So I'm playing the golf game on my phone. Get my food. Walk outside to the truck. I don't have any idea what I did with my phone. I, instinctively, I think I put my phone in my pocket. So I don't think okay. nothing about it. I got my sandwich in my hand and my chips in my hand. Get in the truck. We go back to the work site. Finish out the day working because I, I, I don't take my phone in the air with me. I leave it in the truck. So I'm not thinking anything about my phone till it's time to go. We get done. It's time to go. So now I'm like, make sure I got all my stuff with my phone. Can't find my phone. Jamel's like, man, I was just texting you. I was like, bro, I can't find my phone. He's like, what? He said, you want me to call it? I said, hell yeah, call it. I ain't hear it ringing. So the, the apprentice was in the truck with me. He had called it because I was, he knew I was looking for it. He called it. I get back in the truck with him. He's on the phone with somebody who answered my phone. Who answered your phone? Some lady. Say she found my phone in the damn street by Casey's gas station. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't been to no gas station there. I ain't been to Casey's. So I, I'm like, how you? She said, I, I just, you know, I found his phone. I said, can I meet you? I need to get my phone. She said, yeah, I live over by the mall. There's a Taco Bell there. You can meet me there. I was like, great. Give me 30, 45 minutes. I'll be sitting there waiting for you. So we go finish the day. Uh, take the trucks to the uh, office. I get my pickup. I go and I'm sitting in this damn parking lot. I get to this Taco Bell parking lot about 10 after ten after 5. And I'm just waiting. Now I said, I said 30 to 45 minutes. It took me 20 minutes to get the truck to the office and get my pickup. So I'm, I'm like, okay, where this lady at? So I done, I almost took a damn nap. And I, I'm sitting there. I think it didn't, the lady didn't show up to like 5.45. And mind you, I got there at 10 after 5. So that was, I was sitting there thinking, why? I said, you know what? It's one thing to answer my phone <laughs> and tell me you're going to meet me to give me my phone. And now you, I feel like you're fucking with me. I was <laughs> You was gonna go get angry, man. <laughs> the crazy part about about it is the Taco Bell was right next door to the Firehouse Subs where we um, ate lunch at today, where we got our sandwiches at. 
So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go in here and see if somebody fucking around. They might, I might have left the phone in here and they just playing. I said, I said to myself, but as soon as I leave my truck and walk over here to the firehouse subs, the lady going to show up. Sure enough, I, I locked my truck up. I started walking across the parking lot and someone was like, man, look back. I look back and there's a gray Honda Accord. The lady <laughs> said she had a Honda Accord. A gray Honda Accord sitting right there, pulled, had just pulled up. And I'm like, I bet that's her. So I turn around, I walk back and I said, are you such and such? And she was like, yeah. I said, you got the phone? She's like, yes. And I just thanked her, got the phone, thanked her. I said, I would have I hugged the lady, but I was too sweaty from work. And uh, I got her cash app and I sent her a little, a little thank you offering for being a good Samaritan and, and turning my phone. Because she didn't have to do that. I mean, she could have. She didn't. She yeah, didn't. I was it, very it appreciative. It sounds like it was going down one path. I was just saying, Dennis, you sound like you was going to get set up to get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too, because you know what? I was sitting there, and out the corner of my eye, I put my eyes, I saw some unsavory-looking characters. Walking towards I'm my truck. Saying, and I said, man, today ain't the day. I said, this, I hope this ain't what. <laughs> no, I didn't have my folding chair, but I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> but they was they was on their way to work. They weren't paying me no attention. Mm. Well, that's, that's shout my, out to that good Samaritan. Yeah, shout out to the lady. I ain't going to say her name on here, but. Uh, I sent her a gift for to try to show my appreciation for turn, you know, answering the phone when we called it to let me know that she had it and being willing to meet me to give it to me. That was that was pretty cool. Now, do we it need was, to get you a phone clip? Why? What, what did you do with? Why was your phone not in your pocket? You just putting your phone anywhere so now. So I, I tried to retrace my steps. I think when I came out of Firehouse Subs for some, I don't know why, because my phone should be in my pocket anyway. Well, somehow or another, I, I must have put the phone on, on top of Jamel's toolbox on his work truck because the lady said she was behind us when we turned at that gas, at that Casey's, and the phone flew out the back of the truck and she stopped and picked it up. Mm. And I think we had went on down the road and she didn't follow us or couldn't follow us or whatever. But she, she, so I, she was like, I'm going to just wait for somebody to call. Yeah. She said she had put a, um, she said there's an Evansville uh, group, Evansville moms of Evansville or something. She said she had took a picture of um, my, my screensaver, my lock screen and posted it on there asking if that, you know, if, if their phone belonged to anybody. I said, ma'am, I said, I appreciate the efforts. I said, but I'm not from Evansville, so there's probably nobody's going to see that and know who I am. And she was like, oh, well, I probably ought to go delete that post. I was like, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. That's but so funny. Was, she was real nice. Yo, your, nice. your phone could have easily fell into the hands, the wrong hands the of wrong an Evansville hands. citizen. But it fell into some good hands, and it was well taken hands. care of. Yeah, Well, that's was. good. That's, That's a, a very a unique story. Why you didn't tell yeah, me about... Well, because it just happened today. It just happened today. Like, literally, a couple of hours Look ago. Look at God. Where you would have been able to tell that story had we recorded yesterday. I sure wouldn't have. Nope. And I would have been... Would have been able to tell that story. Yeah. 
And, and if I didn't have my phone today, I would have been too upset to record today. <laughs> Just because I've been so frustrated because I didn't know. Like, I'm getting to that age to where shit right. happens. And I can't, I can't You can't understand. discern if it's your fault. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I, there's two things that I do my very best to keep up with. That's my wallet keys. and my phone. Oh. Keys. I'm a little iffy on keys. I'll be the first to say I'm a little iffy on keys. I'm a little iffy on keys. That's why I don't, I don't play with the keys. I, they go in the truck. When they come out the truck, they come here, sit on the counter. Because I know I have left keys in a, in, a, in a master lock on the back of a semi in Michigan <laughs> one time. So I, I'm, yeah. But my phone and my wallet, I do my very best to keep up with. <clears throat> and if I, if I can't retrace my steps to try to figure out what happened, that's a that's a problem up here. That's a problem mm. up here. I'm like trying to figure it out, and it just is very very frustrating when I can't retrace my steps and find out what I did. That that just irks the hell out of me. Oh, I I understand that feeling because on the opposite side of that, it's an awesome feeling when you can retrace your steps to figure out mm-hmm. you know to help you solve a problem. Like you be feeling like real detective like. Absolutely. I could solve a puzzle. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, from your stories, we got some, um, got, got some headline news to discuss today. Um, okay. We'll start with the less covered, I guess, headline. <laughs> okay. Um, Illinois just passed a law that protects child influencers. Um, this law requires that a portion of the money of anyone under 16 makes on monetized online platforms, including in their parents' content, be put into a trust for them until they turn 18. The law is the first of its kind in the U.S., but other states may follow. Um, so I, 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 I doubt you take part in these discussions online simply because more towards... Um, women, but there is often a discussion online about when it's a fine, there's a fine line between like sharing fun moments with your toddler or you're with your kid and then exploiting your kid for likes and views and what turns into monetization. And so what, what are your thoughts on that? Like if you had a toddler who was like vibrant and entertaining that you could share with the world how far would you go before you would, you know, enforce a boundary? Um, I don't know. I was reading up on that. And, and part of me was like, like who, like who willingly does that to their child? Like who willingly puts their child's likeness, their life online, you know, for the sole purpose well, not necessarily the sole purpose, but first of all, you sharing every aspect almost of your child's life, young life, and then you may just be doing it because you just want to do that. But then, if it get gets traction and it gets to the point where it gets to a level where it does become monetized, this is America, and we we we've been discussing how. 
how humans have a tendency to be very cruel to and and not sensitive to what's going on with what their actions toward other humans, even when it comes to their children. So when you throw money in the mix, this is why I always try to instill in you and your sister. Be careful when you attach money to something, because when you when you do that, whether you want it to or not, if it's so much money gets involved in the situation, you you begin to get attached to that money and that feel good feeling that it, we all get when we get some extra money. And sooner or later, that feeling, that need to to get that money becomes the prevalent need. That becomes the forefront. And now you're not concerned about your child's safety like you would normally be when you just, you know, when you're sitting around thinking about that kind of thing. It's like, well, I don't know if I should we should do that because, you know, it's some it's a bunch of creepy ass people out in the world. So I don't know if we want to put our child's likeness or our life out there like that. But I mean, you start getting ten, twelve thousand dollars extra a month just because you're doing a little video of your daughter or son or something. It's like, you know what? We'll figure out how to keep her, him or her protected. Let's just keep getting this money. Let's just keep getting this money. And then I had this other thought, like. If you are getting money. If you got some kind of platform, you got your child, you showing your child off. Who is not putting some of that money aside for that child? You know, for later in life, like uh, who is doing that? Surprised? I wouldn't be surprised. This is a rhetorical question because I know it's some, it's some, just some nasty ass people out there that they don't care. They gonna take advantage of whoever they can to get a dollar. That's what I'm saying. Like. When you chasing that dollar, you will do anything to get it. You ain't no different from a crackhead trying to get a piece of crack to smoke on when you chasing that dollar. Because that, that yeah. dollar can make you do some strange things. It can make do you do some, some strange, strange things. for a piece of change. Yes, indeed. Not just that. Something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in addition to everything you just said, I also, like, I feel like it, that really messes with the parent-child relationship before the kid is even able to Develop. build a relationship with you because you're putting their most vulnerable years, their most, what will they will look at as like their most cringy years out here, their most cringy moments, their most childhood moments out here without their permission. Like you don't have their permission yet. Sure, they could say, yeah, mom, I don't care if you put it on there now because they're only four and they don't understand the the true consequences of social media. But it's like as they get on there and get older, I, I think we'll start to see a lot of kids who will well, like we'll see a lot of documentaries and like stories about these people who were influencers who don't have good relationships with their parents anymore because they were exploited for probably yeah. a little bit of change. Yeah, and, and that's unfortunate. I've seen uh, I, when I was reading on it, I saw where there's already a couple of uh, they're adults now, but they were children. Uh, previously when their parents put them out there like that 
and uh, I think a couple of them are suing to have that uh, those videos or any kind of thing going on with them at that time deleted and 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 destroyed. You know, they're they're trying to get that done because they feel violated. You know, because like you just said, yeah. they there there was no permission granted for their parents to do that with them. But at the same time, how do you get permission from your child to put their images, to put a video of them up on TV? Because you're the parent. Like, yeah, I think when it gets excessive, when it gets to the point of, oh, my identity is me posting my like my personality is my children. Like, you can upload pictures of them growing. Oh, my gosh, they're getting so big. But, you know, every TikTok challenge, every day you do an outfit of the day with my daughter, surprising my daughter with this, making my husband surprise my daughter with this. If your kid has to be the center of your life, a focus for your video to for be your video life. successful, then you're crossing a line. And mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I say that and I've really had to watch what I consume because it's really hard because there are a lot of great black and white of all little kids who bring humor and, you know, um, joy to the timeline a lot. And mm-hmm. so like the little girl Van Van, she'd be rapping and I was loving to see Van Van get on there and rap. And, but then I was seeing her just a little too frequently. And I'm like, all right, Van Van need to go rest. I think, right. like, I'm starting to see too much of Van Van to the point where I'm questioning, do Van Van want to even do this? Like, right. are you making, you know? So I'm I'm just, like, really cautious <clears throat> about, like, what I encourage on social media but I think I just, I just wanted to hear what you thought about the law um, as someone who I don't want to be an influencer, but as someone who is, creates content and likes to influence decisions sometimes. I think about that often and I don't think I'm going to share my child with the world until like I, I it's going to be you. a minute. See, so you're, I feel like you, the way you and Siege move, I feel like you might put some significant stuff out there, you know, just to keep like family members informed about, but I don't, I don't foresee you guys, you know, doing videos just featuring what, oh, look mm-hmm. at I just don't see y'all doing none, that. I mean, you, none that will be posted. Like we'll yeah. have, you know, we'll have our private collection of like, right. oh, we might sit in a family group chat or something, but hardly anything will ever make public social media in in that, you know, with the focus of a child. Like I'm already going to be extra protective in the first place. So I'm, yeah. yeah. And, and but, Papa going to be right there. So. Probably both pawpaws gonna be right right there. I'm like, nah, hey, hey, nah, hey, like, nah. <laughs> yeah. We probably yeah, y'all ain't miss nothing probably, either. Hey. I'm not pregnant. Y'all ain't miss nothing, just so y'all know. 
We'll probably be the ones. We'll probably be the ones getting in trouble for posting the baby on social media. Y'all, UNC should be reprimanding me and Miss Chris. It'll be you. It'll. It's gonna be you and mommy. It's gonna be you and mommy on Snapchat or Instagram, and you on Facebook. Yeah, because I see it. I'm probably gonna be the only person still using Facebook around that time. You and Mari. Talking about that law, I, overall, I feel like that that's probably going to be a good law uh, to keep the kids protected, but it's probably a, also another way for the state of Illinois crooked asses to get their hands in on some revenue somehow. But, you mm-hmm. know, the, the idea behind the law is it seems like it on the on the surface and everything I read seems like it's a good idea to do. And that yeah, kind of I wonder how hard it'll be to enforce. Like I wonder what that looks like. What does it look like to they, check in on they that? They talked about that in what I read because there's no agency at this point that um, that can even enforce it. Uh, one of the pers- one of the people who was who's advocating. For similar laws, I think out in on the West Coast somewhere, I, and that person's only sixteen years old. They was happy about shout out to the actually, young ones. Shout out to the young it, ones, bro. They was happy that it was actually been done, that it was presented, and it moved through legislation so fast to become a law. Uh, the people who advocate for protecting those children, they're very happy. They know it's it's not a a perfect law right now. But it's a it's a step in the right direction. You know, it's probably going to be built on to as we go forward with this situation. So I think it's it's something that probably need to happen, even though I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a, a consumer of those type of things. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I will be keeping my eye on um, in the future. And uh, next up, we got. What we got? I tossed it in the air. Who are we tackling well, next? I was, I was gonna say, you know, that law kind of. We could use that oh, as a segue goes into right into the Michael Orr situation. <laughs> like, uh, look at that! Look at God! For, How did I not catch that? <laughs> I was wondering. I thought you was gonna throw that. I thought you was gonna loft that up to me just but, so I can knock it over the fence. I work so hard at work today. None of my brain juices is in here. I it, I need to recharge. That's, okay. that's why I'm your co-host. But it so that's like how you we my co-host. Saying, <laughs> that uh that leads us into the Michael Orr situation, which I think this past Monday. For those of you who don't know who Michael Orr is, he is the subject of the movie. If you remember the Blind Side movie where uh, a big old um, young black guy was supposedly, he was brought in and welcomed by a family um, down in Mississippi, Tennessee, Mississippi, somewhere. And uh, he ended up, they helped him through high school, helped him through college. And uh, he eventually made it to the NFL, became an NFL star and had a good career in the NFL. And all that time, he, according to him in his lawsuit, you know, he 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 thought he was adopted, legally adopted by them. But 
according to him and his attorney, that that family just uh, duped him into signing a conservatorship. Is that what that's called? Yes. <clears throat> and, and that's... Ugh. That's like what the thing, like Britney Spears just got um, released from, gives, like from her with her dad or, or something. Mm-hmm. So with him, he signed that thing at the age of eighteen, and when he signed it, he was under the impression, according to him again, according to him, that he was under the impression that. Uh, there was the early stages of him becoming adopted legally by that family. Mm-hmm. But in, in filing that lawsuit, his attorney, they went back and they looked and they realized that he just, they just had him sign himself into a conservatorship. And what that is, is that gave them <clears throat> legal right as his power of attorney over Anything he decided to do in his life, like he couldn't go, he can't go sign contracts. He can't, he can't do anything without them approving. Even, even today, like he's 37 years old and he can't do anything with his life, his name, his likeness without getting their approval. And he's also been saying, he's saying that he didn't make any money off the blindside movie. And if you guys remember, Sandra Bullock played the the woman in that movie, and she won a uh, an Academy Award for her performance for playing that lady. I forget the Tuies. Well, I can't think of that lady's name, but yeah, man, it, they saying that movie grossed like three hundred million dollars, and each member of that family got like two hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and they got supposedly got two percent. I think 2% of what the movie made, uh, something like that. And uh, Michael Orr said he's he's not received any money from that. I tell you what, if that's the case, that's messed up, man. That that's really y'all, messed up. I mean, they took advantage of a, of a, of a young man who, who didn't have, I mean, he was one of 12 children growing up. His his dad died when he was young. His mom suffered from drug addiction. So he 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 really and he was living with friends in and out, you know, because he didn't really have he didn't have nowhere to go. He didn't have nobody. Mm-hmm. And for somebody to uh if them people did that to him, man, that's that's just messed up, man. That's just that's some low down stuff. But they're saying that that, that that's not the case. I don't know. Well, time will tell on that, I guess. What do you think about it? Yeah, time time will absolutely tell. I, I, so I wasn't shocked to hear this because I remember, I can't remember where I'd read it or heard it, but in another interview or in a book he had wrote or somewhere, he has talked before about how the blind side he hated the movie. He hated yeah. how it depicted him and how it ruined it, his career. It made him. It made him seem like he was a he was unintelligent. Yep, it made him seem like he was just a charity case. So I thought this was really just another <clears throat> one of those stories coming up to surface. But after reading more into it, like if they 
if they intentionally had him sign and had his family under the impression that they were signing adoption papers and were instead signing over his life basically and was signing over a conservatorship like that's should be against the law i feel like it is like misrepresentation of legal something i don't know shouldn't it probably it probably should be because uh a couple of things i read on it says that uh michael or at the age of 18 did not display any kind of physical or mental uh, deficiencies that would require a conservatorship to be signed on his behalf. So the attorney was kind of confused. Like, why would you even be doing that? That makes, that didn't make a lot of sense to them because I guess those things only get signed on a normal basis when people can't really care for themselves or take care of themselves. So I don't know, man, like that's just some, who don't, I don't know those people's intentions. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's just some unfortunate stuff that has taken place to that man. What do you think about, I've seen discourse about people asking should Sandra if the story comes out to be true should Sandra Bullock have to give her award back now I don't know what this correlation has to do with this okay I didn't think actions of those people like that's kind of that cancel culture shit coming to first (laughs) service we gonna take we gonna burn this bitch down and we take it everybody with us Leave that lady. That lady ain't had nothing to do with nothing. All the meantime, you ain't you ain't thinking about the people who actually did the wrongdoing. You just gonna go out no. with people who portrayed the people in the damn movie. Like, come on, man. Get, nah, I, I don't I don't see where it, Sandra Bullock should be held accountable for anything. I mean that's just the way I see it. Uh, if you go, if it turns out to be true, and them people duped that man and and into that, and he didn't get any kind of proceeds from a movie that was about him, uh, yeah, they they need to pay dearly. They definitely need to pay dearly because that's that's just fucked up. That's absolutely, fucked up. and and might need to pay him some back pay to get that man his reparations. Um, but speaking of courthouses and jail and prison, mm. your favorite ex-president got indicted in Georgia. Yet again. Again. So here's my take. Anybody who knows me, who has uh, kept up with me on Facebook since that person entered the political arena, knows how I feel about him knows that I just feel like he's an absolute piece of shit of a human being. And there is absolutely no way that he should have been allowed to become president of the United States from the get-go, in my opinion, because he's just an absolute piece of shit of a human being. Point blank, period. Uh, He still has a huge following. He still has people who, it don't matter what he do, they're going to support him. And that part in itself is scary because it's like you cannot sit back and be like, 
all this shit is made up about him. They're just out to get him. Come on, man. Y'all, you got to have an inkling of independent thought in your fucking head to be able to decipher through some of this shit that's not that difficult to decipher through. Like, it's it's not even hard. He, he everybody around him, he told y'all he only hired the best people. Yeah, I guess. If that's the best, it's just a reflection. The dirtiest of, people. It's just a reflection of all your failed business ventures and universities and airlines and all this shit. But for somehow, somehow, some way, you keep bouncing back. I don't know how. I don't know why. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. The only, it, I'm not get. The, I say all that to say this: until he's in some handcuffs and like actually in a prison outfit behind bars, I'm not. I'm not getting excited about anything that goes on with these indictments and mm-hmm. stuff because. He's wiggled his way out of numerous bankruptcies over the years. He's wiggled his way out of numerous lawsuits over the years. And he's probably going to wiggle his way out of this. I hope not. I hope he get what he deserved, but I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not too uh moved about what's going on with these indictments. Because this is America. And he supposedly got money. I know he's He's got uh, foreign people backing him. So if he don't have money, as long as he do what they ask him to do, he'll they'll he'll be provided some money as long as he stay in tune with what they want, in my opinion. But yeah, that um, the fact that so when I was reading he was indicted in Georgia um, and the judge that will be overseeing it said that he was going to get. The, he in the regular regular treatment ain't no favorites over here mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna get the mug shot you gonna get the uniform you gonna get all that speedy trial all that so i look forward to seeing that but it was him and 18 others mm-hmm. they faced sweeping racketeering charges stemming from efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election that's some mob shit. Like, why? Like, how? How? How did we just allow? How is our country? And how? And that's a question that I'm. I'm not equipped to answer, and and you're not equipped to answer because we don't have access to certain privileges. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, it's some obvious. Let's just say. That after Barack Obama's two terms in office, that let's just say after his first term, let's say he lost or, or, and it was a close uh, uh, count on the votes. And it came out that all he did exactly what Donald Trump has done, including January, the inciting that January 6th insurrection. Including being impeached twice, including everything. If just just say Obama did everything that Trump has done, where do you think he would be right now? They bringing the hard ER out for that one. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let me get my hands on him. (laughs) 
I'ma hang him up at my tree in my yard. Can you, can you imagine if Barack Obama yeah. had showed up in Washington D.C. on January <clears throat> and told the ground an angry mob of his supporters, which <laughs> would be look like you and me. For the most part. It's just hilarious. Go on down there. They trying to overthrow. They trying to take your country from you. Go down there and raise hell. I'm going to be right with you. I'm going to be there with you. (laughs) And we went with our iPhones and our drones. First of all, first of all, all, Barack Obama himself would not have been able to summon that many of his supporters to Washington, D.C. without the National Guard. Without the full force oh. of the every police force, firefighters, and everybody else on standby, ready to go kick some ass, yeah. <laughs> there is no way that it would have happened. It, you damn sure wouldn't have been climbing the walls because they'd have had snipers taking your ass out if you were trying to climb a wall. There is mm-hmm. absolutely no way that, and for, for this orange person, to be able to have been able to do that and to continue to be indicted in New York, now Georgia, and I'm sure he got some other stuff coming up. It just boggles my mind, one, that they are still considering him to be able to run for the next election and, and that there's the so many people. for their party. <laughs> and that's Okay, since you brought that up, let me finish my thought. And there are so many people who still support him. To me, that is the bigger problem with this country. That's the it is bro. the people who overlook the bullshit and say, I'm riding with Donald. I don't give a damn if he shoots somebody in the head. I'm riding with him. Like, I'm not a fan of who's in there. And I'm not a fan. No. Of the potentials. I'm not a fan of the no. system, period. No. But to the, it, yeah, it's it's a sad... It's to a blindly sad. follow... For one, it's, it's one thing to be like, okay, you know, I was falsely accused of something during my time as president. You know, I know that I did nothing wrong. Let me let the judge, the system, do what it's going to do. I'm going to be completely transparent. Bada boom, bada bing. But this man has been indicted so many times that you got to ask which one when you talk about his indictments. And I feel like that in itself should say everything that you need to know about your your president, the United, your choice of president. Why would you even want somebody in office who's faced that many indictments? Like, how are you always in this sort of position, sir? Well, you obviously part, don't make good choices. Part of the problem is the, is the party. That party. That party is is this. I don't say that too loud. And, and despicable. And they try to hide behind. I don't even know what they try to hide behind at this point. It's, it's like they Christian, put. Being a Christian. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. That ain't it. Which is disgusting. That is that is not the move. The way y'all supposed to be pro life until God is not people who living need y'all help, and then it's how how what's that going to cost? But if y'all want to go blow up some people, 
It's like, well, fuck. Protect America. Fuck like, America. We don't give a damn how much it costs. Protect America. Peace on it. We don't care if, it, if, you, if you ain't this got no man. weapons. We're going to say you got some weapons and we're going to blow your ass off the face of the earth. <laughs> like, Daddy, he had an elite strike force team. Included a former senior Justice Department official, a former chairman of the G- Georgia Republican Party, and lawyers who were a part of his team. So, so do, do you you remember when uh, was really playing Clue when when the uh, there was a game like they have violated Georgia RICO laws. And we, I, I didn't they know. They get hit with Rico. Like, they could have, they could, he could probably play some Jay Z bars and they would apply to him. He, he, they have, they are basically a criminal organization that him and his fucking underlings were operating under a criminal organization to overturn a fucking election. And they and have he violated Elliot on the case. Law and order. Uh, what's his? What's his day? What's his organized crime? Yeah. Then the Elliot on the case. And they and that that DA down in Georgia, she is she is she is on a path to to do her job. That's what she's on a path. That's what she said. She's gonna do her job, and I hope she does her job, and I hope she does it well. I hope she cover all her bases, man, because it's high time somebody need to put an end to this foolishness and and, and just get yeah. him. Because with the way this, with the way history has shown us, all this is going on, but there's some other shit going on that we don't know about just yet. Because this is, mm-hmm. you know, the for- forefront of the news and everybody's talking about it. That means that they're fucking Biden and his fucking underlings are probably doing some shit that ain't going to benefit anybody but him and his friends. So it's just mm-hmm. about, you just got to keep your eyes open, keep sticking and moving, dodging, trying to do the best you can with your life because you start getting wrapped up in these damn politics and what's going on, you're going to get lost real quick. Watching, um, what were we watching? We were catching up on Law and Order SVU um, last week, and one of the last few episodes of the last season was about this boy. He had coded this platform where you could basically put hits out on people, mm. like in the real world or whatever. Yeah. And so he was like saying, like he set up the platform, and then he was finna kill himself because he was like, "You can take me out of the world, but like you can't take this like." this message that I put into the world. And then I, that just made me think about the whole Cheeto man. It's like, even when he do leave, when he is out of the picture, it's just going to be somebody right coming right up behind him. And we I just going to do the same shit well, all over again. This is exhausting. Trying to. Just. He, I and mean, it's, shit, it's, it's already people there. Are gonna, and, and people are going to blindly, <clears throat> this is a funny example, people are probably going to blindly follow him just like people blindly follow Joe Biden be, simply because he came up under Barack. Maybe Kamala Harris needs to, I don't know. If I, think she, I think she got a plan. I hope so. And we need a woman in there. I, think I feel she, like you need a, you need a I woman. I think she has a plan. I I think Prefer she might have a, a personal woman. plan. She she she's sticking in there. 
I hope so. You give him some months. She probably preparing to be president herself if you catch my drift. <laughs> he already looked like he done she... checked out. Every time I see him, I'm like, is this nigga still alive? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's she making oh. the decisions behind the story. Oh. He's sitting there like, oh, run again? Like, he don't look well. Like, <laughs> He looks like none of the niggas look well. Everybody needs to go be in the retirement home because we this need to lower the age because everybody's old as hell. And they and need to take limits. their old asses and their old ass ideologies and let the people who live these everyday lives run this country and not these out yeah. of touch old ass people. I agree. Grandpa. I agree. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. My great grandpa running the damn country. I could barely imagine my grandpa running the country. No, it, yeah, like uh, yeah, I agree. Like to look at Joe Biden is like it's like, dude, okay, man, just go sit down. You've been in politics your entire life. Like, you okay? You was vice president for eight years, and you've had a good a term as president. It, you it's time for you to sit down, bro. It's time for you to just go mm. and and into the stuff that go let your secretary write your memoirs and 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 just just write your just sail off. off into the sunset, man. It's it's, it's your time is over because his forehead, like yeah, dude, need to go. <laughs> just the optics alone, it's time for you to go, bro. It's time to go. Real quick, enough politics. Uh. Shout out to to the, to the people in Maui, man. Like that fire out there, that's some that's some heartbreaking shit right there. And and it, the more it's you read on it, shit. you get disgusted. You get disgusted. Like there, um. So this was a weather storm supposedly because there was a hurricane hundreds or so miles off the coast, and there was a bunch of winds, and the conditions was just right for. Uh, uh, one little spark could spread something and the way that wind was blowing it just swept that fire over that town and just completely wiped out almost just an entire demolished country. it and when that's you read so sad to look at one of their 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 first line of defense is their sirens whether it's for a hurricane tsunami fire or anything the first line of defense for that island was their sirens, and their sirens were not sirens. And that that's a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem because they said uh, with the power outage, the people wouldn't get the text messages or whatever that might have been sent out. So the sirens, with the sirens not working, they said if the sirens were working. People living in that area, their first thought would be to run inland because oh, they're thinking hurricane or tsunami. But with the power outages going on, they're not getting the text. They said even if the sirens were working, people have the people probably would have ran into where the danger was there with the fire because, you know, they were not getting the right message on what to do. I don't know, mm -hmm. man. That's just, it's just heartbreaking. Like, you're talking about 100 plus people that we know, they know are dead and probably uh, more 
that they can't even account for yet. Uh, Man, people jump, and the people to who jump are in the water to escape. Jumping in the that's, water to to escape. That's some scary shit. And seeing the before and after pictures. Like, mm. and it's just, it's, it's almost like, I've been reading a lot of these psychological thrillers lately, but it's like, sometimes it's like all these little mini events have to all take place at the, like the same time. All the conditions got to be right for like this right. mad, this catastrophic event. And it just seemed like that day, that moment was that moment because how, like to have the wildfires, the wind spread them like that. I, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's not even something you can see coming like that for real. You like, you see it, but by the time you are notifying people and by the time it's you can late. get somewhere, it's too late. And that's just like, like that's, that fast. that's scary. That is so scary. Yeah. They said it's the worst, um, fire like that in U.S. history, even worse than the um, the fires in California that took place in uh, 2018, which I ended up going oh. to work in Cali after the, that stuff. So, Sheesh. yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be some heads roll, though, at that power company out there and whoever, whenever they figure out why them damn sirens wasn't working. Cause that that just yeah, cause that's that's some sort of terrorism. I be, I think it's I don't want to say environmental terrorism, but that sounds like conditions for like oh, we do not care about the safety of the people who live here. The violence and if the there. the power company, I was reading something. They I forgot what was said, but it it doesn't sound like they were doing what they should have been doing based on those conditions. Like, I don't think they were, so we got, they wasn't putting their equipment on uh, what we call one shot. That means if something come in contact with the line, it automatically kicks out. Like it, it goes out of service. And I don't think that they were putting their their equipment, their circuits on that, um, on that uh, one shot during all this was going on. So if if something happened, you know they could have had some lines with the mm. wind. They could have had some some poles blow over or some. And if the line didn't kick out, you might have some shit on the ground sparking. And all you needed was a half a spark in those conditions. And there you go. You got what you got. And and then you get what we got going on, and that's that's just so unfortunate. I hate I I hate to hear it. Hate hate to have read what's going on out there because it's just tragic, just tragic. Yeah. So if y'all can, if y'all come across uh, legitimate ways to help the people in Maui, be sure to do so. Um, but. Go switch to some happy shit. Okay. I got some letters from dear John. Oh, Uncle's Love back. <laughs> yes. So we actually have two letters from him. Um, he said, oh, no, sorry. Just one. Um, he is replying to our episode. Damn, where's it? Oh, okay. 
last sweet swing low at the Alabama Sweet Tea Party. I do believe y'all on to something with this pod. I enjoy it all and putting out the word for others to watch. That Montgomery Battle Royale was something. I'm buying stock and folding chairs, laughing, facing mochi. But as far as the people coming together, it was awesome. But in all reality, it could have been prevented. Wakanda was definitely in Alabama that day. I have more comments, not enough space and time. So keep doing this dang thing. It's off the chain. Dear John, out. <laughs> it's good to hear back from Unk. I knew he was coming back. <laughs> He had another one on there too. I just saw it. What did? The, oh, oh, we had a response from Dear John. Um, he, uh, y'all might recall, he went on vacation and mm-hmm. he we was missing him. Right. So he replied. He said, "What it do, fam? Dear John couldn't comment due to vacationing. <laughs> Della and I went to Texas to visit her relatives. We had a great time. Covered several states." within a five-day period. Oh, wow. Had some good food, especially Papados. Congrats on episode 21, Grown and Running. Had to comment on E.T. I actually had an encounter as a young kid, and my fam laughed at me, but I saw what I saw and left it at that. And being former military, a lot is still not being told. Mm. Love you both. See you at 22. Deuces, dear John, out. Now, that felt like a cryptic message. I feel like Dear John is trying to tell us something. Dear John, are we finna go hunt for aliens? Because, I mean, I'm down. Hey, I'm, a go, you, I'm going to Wyoming. Offline. And we're going to be out there looking for them. Well, that seems like a place some UFOs would go. We ain't going to have to look Wyoming, for them. They're going to come talk to us willingly. I'm telling you. They're going to come talk to us. So, I got... Uh, yeah, I'm sure they will. I got some comments that wasn't online. Uh, one was from Rodney. <laughs> he was telling me he was on his way to St. Louis the other morning, catching up on some episodes. And he said, he said, bro, I finally, I got one of them damn dad jokes. He was excited about getting the dad joke. I think it was the one about uh, Space Jam was the, was the answer for it. And then uh, I had Jamel. <laughs> I guess he watched the one about the sweet tea party and and the Jamie Foxx uh, <laughs> portion of the show, and he's telling me that he gonna have to keep an extra eye on you and me because we gonna get canceled and we might get taken away if we keep talking the way we've been talking. So, so yeah, uh, we still got people. They still checking us out. They still checking us out. They enjoying what they see. They watching. They watching, y'all. We got a speaking code. <laughs> well, that's what's up. I love to hear from the people. Um, I, I love the love letters. Um, like I said, we would love for y'all to rate us on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, whoever, whatever you are listening or watching on, like it, rate it, start, love it. Get some more of it. Um, and today is the de- today is the day we are actually recording. And today is National Joke Day. <clears throat> so today I have a specialty of four. I have four jokes for you today. Four jokes. Four. Let's get with it. 
What did the drummer name his two daughters? What did the drummer name his two daughters? I don't know. What did the drummer name his two daughters? And a one and a two. <laughs> what the hell? It's a joke. <laughs> okay. What type of fruit is not allowed to run away and get married? What type of fruit is not allowed to run away and get married? Cantilope. Oh, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I see you. All right, third one. What is a tree's favorite soda? Root beer. Bark. Oh, All right, all right, all right. You are on a roll. I'm on a roll. All right, this if you get this one, it's gonna be funny. All right, I've been saving this one for last. All right. What is the cheapest oh no, the cheapest meat is deer testicles because they're under a book. Ah, that was a good one. Hey, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. (laughs) Under a book.